Here's a three-step framework to creating amazing business partnerships because I've had many that have just failed, like miserably failed. And I've had a couple that have done really well. That's what we're gonna talk about in this episode. So what's up, you crazy fighting entrepreneurs? Welcome to this episode. This is Onyx and Gall, your favorite person in the whole wide world. All right, business partnerships, ah, they're tough. They're tough, they're like marriages. The thing that I find that's so different, maybe for some people not so different, but for me that was so different, is my marriage. My wife and I dated for years and I would have probably married her right after meeting her, but she made me work for it and I'm glad she did. We really got to know each other. We really developed a relationship. We fought, we hung out, we knew each other's likes and dislikes. It was years. By the time we got married, that person was not new to me. There was plenty of opportunities and times during us dating that we could have just said, nah, not the person for me. And I'm sure on her side, she probably had it more than a few times where she wanted to say that. But in business partnerships, how many times have we been at an event, hanging out at a bar, and a person's just like, hey, I was thinking about doing this idea. I like it. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I like that. And the person's like, you wanna do it together? You wanna partner up with me? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Seriously? It's like basically walking up to a bar seeing a good looking girl saying, hey, you're a good looking girl. You wanna get married? It's literally that obnoxious. Yeah, we do it. And by the way, I might sound judgmental. Do you know how many times I've done this? And the worst of what we can do in business partnerships is when we are friends with someone. And so we partner with them because we're friends with them. It's convenient. It's like, why don't we just do this together? I've actually been really intrigued by a lot of times why we even create the partnership. Why didn't you just do it yourself? Why did you bring that person in? Was it strategic? Did you think about it? Like This is how us marketers in the information marketing world especially behave. Now I want you to just fly across from where I am right now. Let's go to Silicon Valley and let's walk into a VC funded company. We walk in and we say, this is a nice place, nice company. Who's the CEO? Who's the founder? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, Johnny, what's up? I think we should partner together. I, I like this business. A person will look at you like you're freaking insane. But what are you bringing to the table? Are you bringing money? Are you bringing connections? Are you bringing knowledge? Who the heck are you? What have you done? Why should I partner with you? be appropriate questions asked, right? If you've ever tried to raise money, now I haven't directly raised money, but I've been involved behind the scenes. I was watching Senlane do it. And Jimmy Kim was my very good friend. I was I was watching, it was months, months. It was total courtship. It was all kinds of little, hi, how are you? There was a lot of like whining and dining and presentations and conversations and questions and getting to know each other and making plans together, right? Like if you're gonna marry someone, hey, how many kids do we wanna have? Where are we gonna live? Like this happens in real business. So I wanted to go over with you today. If you are launching a project, the first and foremost question I want you to ask yourself is like, do you even need a partner? What, what the heck are you looking at having a partner? Now, I will tell you, most of my partnerships have failed. Most. A large majority of them have failed. Now, in recent years, I haven't had many. There's a reason. Because now when I'm starting a project, I genuinely ask, do I want or need a partner? I have gotten very, very clear on what I'm very, very good at. So believe it or not, I am actually now pivoting into a new part of my life where I actually seek partners. So I went through this phase where early when I started in my career, I wanted no partners. I wanted nothing to do with them because I was like, I could do it all myself. I am, you know, 100% of the pie. As I started meeting people, I started networking, I was going to events and it's like, I'm telling you, all these like bar partnerships start happening. So many burnouts and just so many fights and issues. So then I went through another phase, which I've been in for many years now, which is like no partners, don't need them. And now I'm entering a partnership desire again because I've gotten clear with this three-step framework. So imagine a triangle I'm going to give to you today. 
triangle. It's got three corners, so it's gonna three-part framework for amazing partnerships. And I'm now using these because I've gotten really, really clear at what I'm good at. I'm gonna talk about that. So number one, right at the very top of the pinnacle of this triangle, the first step of the framework is gotta have a strong why. Notice what I said, not why, a strong why. Why do you want a partner to begin with? So there's a project I'm working on right now that you're probably gonna see launch here in the next month or two. I don't know when this podcast episode releases. Maybe it's already launched. I asked myself, there's a partnership involved in this. And I said, well, why do I need a partnership? And the truth was this, without the partnership, that project carried no value. The content and the things and the resources that were needed in that product that we're creating, the partners that are bringing, coming together, they all have their own unique addition to it. If I chose not to do the partnership and wanted to do it alone, I would take most likely another three or four years of experience gathering before I would have enough experience to justify a product like that on my own. Purely for the benefit of speed or benefit of velocity, I said, this makes a lot of sense. The strong why is I would rather go to market now, capitalize and monetize than wait four years. Money today is worth more than money in four years. So I had a strong why. So the reason I want to partner in this project is because if I don't take a partner, the project does not happen. That's a pretty strong why. I have another project that I have partners on. So what's my strong why there? Be very honest with you. I don't want to do the operational work. I don't want anything to do with the other one. And just so happens that the people I'm partnering with are happy to do that part. What would happen is if I didn't have that partnership, I would end up not doing that project. Hence, I would miss out on the opportunities and all the amazing things that come from that project. In both cases, the strong why was if there isn't a partnership, this project does not happen. I think that's a pretty strong why. Now, it doesn't have to be that much. You could have a partnership where you say, well, you know what? If I don't partner with this person, I have to do a lot more work I don't want to do. Or the project is not as valuable. The revenue is less. The impact is less. There's a lot of reasons, but there better be a strong why. Because they're your friend, because you like them, and because you two have the same idea is not a strong why. Let's move on to the second part of the framework of an amazing partnership, and that is complementary skill set. This is super important. I'm going to build you a picture right now. And this has happened so many times in my life that it's insane, right? You get two people very good at marketing, conceptual visionaries, very good at sales that partner together to run a company. How long you think that company is going to run before it goes straight into a brick wall? You got two people with the exact same skill set, both fighting to be the visionaries, both wanting to do sales, both wanting to do marketing, probably neither wanting to touch the operations or the financials or any of the other very important parts of a business. Hence, those parts fall behind, have lack of leadership. You try to fill the holes with employees, but those employees get no leadership. And this business is a train wreck. And those two people that have the same skill set that both want to do the same thing, start fighting with each other. And the business partnership falls apart. I've had this happen in, in, in my life as well. In my case, there was a partnership. This is years ago. This is well over a decade ago. And the partnership fell apart primarily because it was egos involved. Who gets to be the face of the project? No, I want to do it. 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 It was just literally this, this is a multi-million dollar project that fell apart because of that. So in now, when I'm looking at something, like I am in part of a partnership right now that I'm really proud to say, not only are we complementing each other in our skill sets, but we're complementing each other in our personality. So in this partnership, I am this like high strung frequency, high frequency, like go, 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 let's go get them. And then I've got one partner who's always about like, okay, but let's see how it looks. Let's plan it out. Let's get it on a document. Let's think this through. Gotta tell you, half the time I'm like, oh, why are we doing this? But it is amazing because it makes me stop. It makes us think through things and not me be the crazy, you know, onic that I can be. And then we got the third partner who I swear I have never 
seem frazzled. He just gets stuff done. He's just I'm telling you, that's like, if you look at my marriage, right? I'm like the charge for that hill, let's go. And my wife is like the most even tempered, sweetest, nice, calm, composed person. We do really well together because we balance each other out. And so in this business partnership, I find that not only are our skill sets complementing each other, but so are our personalities. And so it's actually created a very healthy partnership for a company that's doing very well. And that's actually got, it's a total of three of us in here. There's another company that I'm setting up right now where I have partners in. and. Again, like I told you, the skill sets are so complementary that if we weren't partners together, neither one of us can really do that project justice alone. So what this does, when you have complementary skill sets, it protects you from a future of fighting in the sense of most business partnerships fall apart because, well, I'm doing more work than that person is, or they're hogging all the glory, or the third one is, I don't need them anymore. Like they might be doing work, but they're doing useless work. I can do this on my own. So when you have complementary skill sets, you'll never really have, well, you could, but you most likely won't have that problem. I'll tell you what, if my business partner in any business is handling all of the operations of the business, I am never gonna wake up and say, I don't need them anymore. Cause I don't wanna touch operations. I don't like it. I suck at it and I hate it actually, to be honest with you. What I love is business development. I love strategy. I love getting on the phone and selling something. I like marketing. I like making videos. I like being out there and empowering and inspiring people. So I know what I'm really good at. So I, I'm the guy that says, I wanna get the sale. Like I want to be on a biz dev call, get a big sale and then move them along like, and get the next sale. And that, and then there should be an engine behind that to serve and, and to, to bring value to that customer who just bought. But I don't want to be the person who's like just shepherding them through that process. So if you have skill sets and jobs in the company that complement each other, you're just not going to have that problem. Now, last but not least, oh my God, super important definition, clear definition. When I engage in a partnership with someone, they know exactly what I'm working on. Hey, by the way, this is one of four businesses in my portfolio. I am not going to be full-time. I will not be working on this eight hours a day. Here's a list of the things that I will be doing and I commit to, and I put that in the operating agreement of the partnership. That's right, we legally sit down. I hire a lawyer, I let my partners hire their lawyer. We create an operating agreement. It clearly states what the responsibilities of each party is. I don't move forward without this. This is the most annoying thing for other people. My partners are usually like, oh, what do I have to do this? Let's just go. Let's go to market. Let's go make money. Why are we doing this? And I'm like, you know what? I've been through this enough. I want it on paper. And I'll tell you, do you know that I've had two or three partnerships fall apart just in the last couple of years at the operating agreement? It's like if I sat down with my wife and I was like, I want nine children. My wife would have been like, yo, we have a problem because it ain't happening. I'm like, well, I, I really want nine children. Glad we talked about this now, right? So we, we just don't waste each other's time. It's exactly like that. We got into this thing. By the way, those couple of business partnerships that fell apart at the operating agreement, I'm still friends with because we, we knocked it ahead early. We talked about it and I was like, well, I don't want to do this. And the partner's like, well, I don't want to be responsible for this. Well, so who's going to be responsible for it? Well, I don't want to do it. Well, I don't want to do it. Well, boop. we haven't hit an impasse unless we reach an agreement. We don't have a company. We're going to have a fight. And so a couple of times we did didn't reach an agreement. We hit an impasse. And so we said, hey, we probably shouldn't partner up. So it's that logical of a decision. So the definition is defining the roles, defining the goals, defining the outcomes, defining the involvement, defining the future. So I have one company, one partnership that I've been looking to get into. And I went to this person and they told me what their goal was. And I told them, I don't agree with your goal. And here's the reason why. And if that's your goal, I won't engage in this partnership. However, let me explain my goal and why I feel it's a better 
better goal. He said, sure, let me hear it. So I told him my goal and he turns around and says, you know what? I like your goal better. It's a good goal. We agreed and now we have the same goal for the rest of the partnership, right? That definition of what you're going to do, what you're going to achieve. I had another partnership that fell apart. This is 10, 11 years ago. I was publishing someone and we did a launch and it went amazing and it did great. And then I moved on to publish the next person and this person got jealous, super jealous, angry. Well, why project is not working? Why are you working on other things? We should be blowing this up more. And actually started talking smack about me to the market. What he didn't realize is the market was my market. They liked me. These people are texting me under the table like, hey, he's talking about you. Well, he was super jealous and upset that I was doing other stuff. And while I was doing other stuff, he felt I should be only devoted to him, but that wasn't what we were supposed to be doing. So definition was lacking. The definition should have been, hey, I'm focused on you three months out of the year. The other months I'm doing other things. And so definition. So repeating strong why, complementary skill sets, and extreme definition. If you can get those three down, you are putting yourself together for a great business partnership. I believe in partnerships. I think they can be really good. They're tough to find. And they're certainly not the first person you think of. Trust me, if you don't really, really, really think strategically about these partnerships, it will absolutely fail. It will become a nightmare. It will become hell. It will make you hate them just like I did for many years. But I realized it was because I was approaching them incorrectly. All right. I hope this serves you well. Hey, make sure you click subscribe, leave a comment below, click like. Um, and if you're listening to us on any other platform out there, please make sure you subscribe and let other people know about it. And listen, don't be scared of partnerships. Just be more strategic about them. This is Anik reminding you when life pushes you, stand straight, smile, and push it the heck back. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Fighting Entrepreneur with your host, Anik Singhal.